systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. We cost you a whopping... Zero cents a day. <laughs> Even now with the new Apple podcast. So you see that Apple did a, a, a big update. No, I didn't. Some kind of, uh, you know, new products, this and that. But one of them, they're going to allow you to start subscribing to podcasts uh, if they have a subscription model. Okay. Like kind of like if you want to uh, subscribe to YouTube premium, you don't got to watch the ads. Okay. And then, of course, as a podcast creator, which is what we are now, I got an email from them after seeing their big, you know, reveal live. They said, hey, you may have seen today at our big reveal, you're a creator. You can earn money now by charging your people. I don't want nothing. Zero. We pay for it, though. We pay for it. You pay nothing. You pay nothing. You pay nothing it's for just, it's, it's just like working in FM radio. You pay nothing. nothing. We pay a lot of money for it. We pay nothing. <laughs> Spent a lot of money on radio over the years. So we hope everyone is doing well as you uh, listen to this podcast for nothing. It's the 30th episode, by the way. Oh, Look my goodness. It's the 30th. We're grown folks now. Nice little uh, nice little rhyme to it there. What is that, seven weeks? I tried doing this before. It was uh, two. It was two podcasts a week. I did the I did the math way wrong last time. So if we're doing I'm shocked two <laughs> podcasts a week, that means we've been doing it for what seven weeks? Right, no, that would be fifteen no, podcasts. And so <laughs> no, we've been doing it for fifteen. Fifteen weeks. Fifteen. That's three months. That's three months. Holy shit! Man. Yeah. Is anyone still listening to this? <laughs> I mean, man, thank you guys for hanging out. That's kind of cool. So um, we'll have some fun here today. AJ's almost podcasted out. This girl is either recording. See, what you don't know is she's launched her own podcast, which they can find. What's the name of it? Go ahead and plug it. It sounds very interesting to the layman. It is the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. So if you're not an adult Irish dancer, you probably won't give a damn, but that's okay. It's like those uh, those uh, techie podcasts are just yeah. for tech people. Or I mean, you can listen if that interests you. You don't have to be an adult Irish dancer. It's just it's a great little community to be part of. But so. yeah, you just got done. Like AJ was recording her own podcast, and like she got booked on someone else's yeah, podcast. I'm, getting, I'm being interviewed on somebody else's podcast in about 45 minutes here. I'm really excited about and it. And in typical podcast fashion, we're all doing this. No one's making any money. No, no there's nine million podcasts happening. There's not one economic dollar of impact going around anywhere i was listening to the howard stern show which i'm so glad i can finally say that you can't say that on like fm radio yeah. if you're a radio person they look down on that. yeah they're yeah. like don't say you listen to somebody else <laughs> um but we are both huge howard stern fans and i listened to him bitch about podcasting and radio in general a few weeks ago and he seems to be under the impression that people um like you and me mm-hmm. make a ton of money from doing this no. yeah and i don't like i i want to tweet at him and be like i don't know like no, what planet you live on but we don't make any money off this but he he was more complaining about how just people think they can do a podcast just because yeah, well, they have the equipment they can't. and they they can't talk themselves out of paper bag and they they 
don't have any continuity with the episodes and stuff. But he said it's you know it's not fair. You know they make all this money from podcasting well, in their basement. You know, well, do you know why? And, I'm like, and who's making money? I've said this before, and I was saying this to one of my buddies, and I was even saying this to someone who's who's kind of young in the game and coming up, and I I you know wants to be something. I said eventually radio shows slash podcasts whatever they're all just going to become a card in your kind of uh, full house hand of trying to make life work. Yeah, kind of the old school day. Of, and when I mean old school, I mean like 1920s, 30s, 40s, uh, when, when you were like a triple threat entertainer. No one was just a singer or a dancer or an actor. You had to do all that shit. You had to shit. do all of it, yeah. And trust me, you weren't good at all of it. There's a reason no. why everyone talks about Frank Sinatra's music. No one talks about his movies, okay? <laughs> but you had to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So I understand where he's bitching. He's bitching because he had he did one thing very well. Yeah. And he busted his ass at it. And because of that, he... Makes a whole shit, shit ton of money. Now, a podcast could be a card in the deck of Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And Chrissy Teigen's going to automatically, just because she's Chrissy Teigen. She's going to make money from her podcast. Like, she's going to get Spotify yeah. to pay her money to put it on their network. And it's, You know, I thought about that the other day. It's really hard for, and I, I mean, non-celebrities because celebrities can start their own podcast, and people listen yeah. just because they're a celebrity. I don't feel like you and I are celebrities. No, 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 no. I mean, we are known by the, the radio markets we've worked in, but they're small markets. It was so really weird. I, I could... thought about that. I'm like, you know, nobody, I, I don't foresee anybody just finding us on their podcast and saying, oh, they're great, I want to listen, because they don't know who we are. Celebrities, on the other hand, have the name recognition. And that's the weird part. When I was setting everything up here, um, you know, uh, like putting all of our information into all the various, whatever you're listening on, Amazon, Google, whatever and they would always ask you about your categories yeah like like what are you and i it, it was really hard for me because i'm like well i don't know we're just kind of a personality talk show and we're not a true crime podcast and no. we're not um entertainment news no. and we're not lgbtq issues we're and just we're bringing not- our radio show to the podcast yeah. world because we don't have an fm dial so anymore i agree i don't know man but well, yeah. and, and just because somebody's famous doesn't mean they can do a podcast either i think it was was it adam divine who I think is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I think he had some sort of podcast with, uh, it may have been another celebrity or just a friend of his. Mm-hmm. And I think they got like one or two episodes in and quit because they didn't realize how hard it was going to be. Yeah. So, you you know, they may have the name recognition, but still it's, it's tough. It's interesting because um, you haven't watched it, but there is a docu-series on Showtime and it's called The Comedy Store. And it's about, hold on to your socks. The Comedy Store. Oh, no way. I know. But the, the, the Comedy Store, famed Los Angeles comedy club, yeah. owned uh, by uh, Mitzi Shore, Pauly Shore's mom. And it was this whole uh, big you know docu-series all about it from the beginning days to now. And they literally credit podcasts with saving the Comedy Store. Oh, that's awesome. They said after comedy just kind of went a weird way and all these weirdo comics started realizing they could do these podcasts, which me and you, we know tons of weirdo stand-up comics, and they do all have their own podcasts, yeah. and they're very funny. Because they don't have to get booked anywhere. They can just do, yes. yeah, yeah, they, yeah, can, yeah. they can do their stand-up on a podcast and distribute it, and boom, well, it's out there. And they can deliver you different material, where a show yeah. is a show. That's where you come, and there's a setup, and there's a punch, and, and you're supposed to laugh, and there's so many factors that have well, to there's, go right. Yeah, there's no reaction to yeah. a podcast. There's so, no live audience to either laugh or jeer you, so you can just go. And um, as all 
all these, you know, are, you know, ob- obviously Joe Rogan was the yeah. you know, leader of them. But then as he started bringing out more comics, people were getting interested. Well, where can I see these guys? Yeah. And it, it turned out to inadvertently kind of relaunch the comedy store and make it more hip and more cool and more in in touch, I suppose. So, you know, so listen, this is this platform is whatever you want it to be. If you want it to be a serious thing and a moneymaker and you take it serious, it can be. It can be, yeah. If you want it to be the loosest of side projects, it can be. I have a buddy who... Yeah, my podcast is a very loose side project. I almost didn't get to do it this week because uh, two of my interviews backed out at the last (laughs) minute. Let me tell you, this is, again, this is another, another example of AJ doesn't understand how hard her hustle is. She's launched his podcast how many weeks ago? Four. Four weeks ago. You've put out an episode every week, right? Yeah, four, four episodes. Okay, and today, which by the way, she will get the episode out. Oh, it's happening. But she was like, I don't know, maybe I'll miss it. And listen to her right there. Mine's a loose side project. I have a buddy that started doing his own podcast and then took 18 months off, okay? <laughs> and every month keeps going, I think I'm going to get another episode out. <laughs> Stand by. But see, that's so exactly. So will you please shut up and realize, yeah. will you say, I'm AJ and I have hustle? I have hustle. I am AJ. I have hustle. Thank you. Well, Just say that's, that out loud. That's, that's exactly what Howard Stern was bitching about is he was like, you know, you with radio, we have to do yeah. five shows a week regardless. And in podcasting, there's really nobody to hold you accountable, so you can skip a month or two yeah. or eighteen. Eighteen, just like my friend. And but you, you know, who is convinced there are people waiting? I don't think there for are. his return after an eighteen month hiatus. That is an insane amount of time <laughs> to assume that. Pe- I wouldn't. I so, wouldn't assume people would wait for us for eighteen months. So it's it's uh, the same thing, dude. You know, it's, it's just going to be um, a card in your deck of whatever the fuck it is you do, whether it's Irish dance or even if it's something as mundane you would think of being a contract. I I guarantee a contractor podcast with people who can kind of decode contractor life to regular folks or even a contractor for contractor podcast would be huge. And that's kind of how probably is one out there. I don't know. That's kind of how my adult Irish dancer podcast is, is um, I'm obviously talking to other adult Irish dancers, but I know people who are interested in Irish dance. That might be adults and say, well, I would love to try that, but I don't know. I want them to listen to the podcast. See, they could listen to it. We talk about injuries this week because I hurt myself. So. <laughs> that, is a, that, that is actually a very relevant episode, especially for adults. You know, adults with uh, perhaps high deductibles. You want to know about these. Unless they're listening from outside, like, the U.S. That's what I said in my podcast, in the intro. I said, you know, I I did some physical therapy for my broken ankle last year, and then I lost my insurance. I said, that's a very uniquely United States problem. I was going to say, everyone else listening is like, what do you mean you lost your insurance? Well, yeah, because there are a lot of, there are actually quite a few uh, adult Irish dance groups in Europe, and I have have to keep them in mind. And I'm like, I don't think they understand what that means. Like, I can't afford to go to physical therapy. USA, USA, USA. If you can afford it, we got it for you. And you can afford this podcast because it's it's free. free. Hey, thanks for being here. 30th episode. Telling you what we're watching. Good news, too. Hold on. Oh, it feels good. The good news with Pat and AJ. Good news comes from here in Michigan, um, Eastern Michigan, Lapeer, about an hour from the Canadian border. Um, but Home of future broadcast Hall of Famer Carl Coffey. Oh, yes. I love Carl. Is one of our coworkers, yeah, and I love him baby. so much. Um, so this guy's name is Joe Shoopman. He's actually retired 
But he was brought into an elementary school a few months ago to be a temporary principal while their current principal recovered from illness. Yeah, you got called in off the bench. And I mean, that's like the, the retirement bench. That's calling you up at the cabin like, hey, Joe. It's very cute what he says. He says, you know, during lunch, he says, I open a lot of string cheeses and chocolate milks. You'd be surprised that little fingers can't open those things that's, up. That's what we That's what we actually need you here to do. This is a very important job. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I could never open those little chocolate milks. I ended up just tearing it apart. Um, but he was doing much more than that on Monday. Um, so fifth grader Haley Mazzola said she was eating something, and she said, I didn't even chew it. It slid down my throat and got stuck. It felt like I was breathing through a straw. I couldn't breathe out or talk. I was just moving around and hitting the table. Within seconds, he was there giving her the Heimlich maneuver. He said she was beet red. She looked panicked. He said, I stood her up. I asked her if she could breathe, and she shook her head no. And he he said, I turned her around and did the Heimlich the best I could. And this is just another reason that something like the Heimlich Maneuver, while you never think you'll have to use it, you need to know it because you may have to use it. Yeah, basic CPR, first aid, right? I mean, this is a a true story. One of my best friends, his wife did the Heimlich on him. Oh, wow. In a restaurant when when he was choking on something. Um, Haley's mom said, obviously, she never expected to receive a call saying, hey, your daughter choked at lunch today. But she said, the outcome is amazing. She said people freeze in these situations and they don't know what to do. The fact that he jumped in, he knew what to do. He saved her life. Um, obviously he's been with uh, the Lapeer community schools for decades, but, um, he said, my wife said to me the other day, you really love going to work every day. Don't you? He said, I get to find the better angels of my nature every day. Now There you go. Haley is fine. She is back at school and says that he will forever be a part of their lives. Now does he get to retire? Finally, does he get to go home? I don't know if he wants to retire. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this reinvigorated <laughs> yeah. him and he's like, sign me up for another tour. The well, good, we'll do some more. Good news is up at Pat AJ.com. Does make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. So I feel like this is just um, another thorn in my side of moving. And it's not really a thorn, but after the phone call I just had, it is. Um, So we are moving to Arizona. We had a few people on the Pat and AJ page say, what? I thought you were moving to Hawaii. I got to catch up on the... What? I said we were. Oh, yeah, we were. They said, I've got to catch up on the podcast. Yeah. Um, We are not moving to Hawaii because we cannot bring our hybrid cat with us. The islands will not allow it. Nope. So um, we have decided instead of rehoming our cat, we're just going to go somewhere else. We're going to Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. Um, And here in Michigan, our cats roam around our yard. They they do not have free roam. They are not, like, I wouldn't call them outdoor cats. Yeah, they're not alley cats. They don't no. just, like, wander the neighborhood and come home when they want food. I don't feel good about that. I never have, so we never did that with them, but we did train them with an invisible fence. So they, they go outside, but they stay in the yard. We thought we could do the same thing in Arizona. It's funny because we don't even really have a yard, per se. We have a little bit of a front like a, yard. Like a walled-in yard, yeah. like a lot of Arizona Yeah, there's places. no grass or anything. Yeah. Um, but we thought we could just do the invisible fence in Arizona, too. And it turns out that that's a really bad idea. Well, it turned out that AJ uh, went to the world's worst place for advice. It's called <laughs> Facebook. And she asked her new friends on uh, some Facebook pages about what would they recommend. And of course, of course, what do people bring to you? They bring to you the worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario. They bring to you the worst thing that could happen if you don't. Wear your helmet while you're riding your bike. (laughs) So I asked about this. I said, hey, here's pictures of our backyard, and here's what we're thinking of doing. What do you think? 
and they all said, you will not have cats if you do that because yeah. they will get killed by something. I shit you not. These people, they turned this thread into- It was a, a horror movie. Yeah, into a Michael Myers movie and just told us all the ways that animals have died, will die- and yours will die yeah. if you dare take them outside. It was hilarious. I mean, AJ- literally. I mean, there were people who said, you know, don't take your animals outside here ever. And what I was like, like, okay, well, one, that's a little weird. Like, what did the one lady say? She's like, oh, the I was five feet away from my little pumpkin, and you know, uh, uh, an owl was checking them out. And yeah, so that seems, it was fear mongering one hundred and one. It, it was pretty bad. People lost their minds. There were a few like extra crazies on there that literally, like I said, were like, "Don't ever take your pets outside here ever." The, you know, the boogeyman will get them. But the general consensus was because you were asking, "Here's our idea for an invisible fence." Uh, the general consensus was that. That is not a safe idea for your pet, especially a cat, because they do tend to sit outside for you know long periods yeah. of time. They sit, they sleep. Um, the basically they are just bait for yeah. for predators, and that's when they went on to explain all the various critters that you know are popular in the Sonoran Desert that want to come kill your cat, including coyotes and bobcats. The the one recurring story, which now I, I'm I'm questioning, did it ever actually happen to any of these people, or are they just trying to scare me? Or is this yeah, like I heard yeah. another I heard. Um, uh, apparently the uh, horned owls are big enough to carry away a cat, and it's happened before. And, I mean, one lady did say, I will never get over my cat being carried away by an owl, like the screaming from the cat. And I almost cried. I'm like, oh, my God. I did oh, because no. I tried to make it like a funny thing. I'm like, can you imagine the cat like flying away? No. A little Superman cape That's on. That's not funny at all. Believe it or not, no. I'm walking on it. So we have decided yep. with much advice, and I do think this is the best option, is we are going to build a catio. Catio. Which uh, my mom was so cute. She laughed. She said, do those really exist? And that's what they're called. I said, yeah, they're just outdoor enclosures for your cats or catios. So to keep the cats safe. But allowing them to get their outdoor fix. A catio is what your Facebook group recommended. Yeah. And which, by the way, some of the crazies didn't even. Uh, oh, they. one lady said, and I quote. She's like, they'll, they'll kill them in there. She said, a heated javelina will rip apart the catio and take your cats. And I said, okay, calm the hell down, lady. <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to be leaving them out there when I'm not home and not watching. Like, relax. Okay, so yeah, a catio is is a, like basically a big ferret uh, cage. Yeah. And we put it outside. And, your, now, and it connects to the inside of the house, either through a window or a cat door. They have like special window attachments and stuff and uh basically that's what aj wants to do aj wants to build a catio for our cats she said i don't feel comfortable them going outside i don't want to see an owl take them away and um this is what we're doing so you can buy a catio and put it together yeah but they're like small i mean it's like a small hutch it's, it's much, a hutch yeah yeah i mean picture a chicken coop basically yeah. that's what it looks yeah, like our our cats are because yeah that that's really what it is it's just an enclosure well there are people who buy chicken coops and just say hey it's a catio yeah because it's just yeah, that's all it is just chicken wire yeah. or some kind of like you know fencing okay so i did find a guy online who builds catios for people in colorado and arizona and i said you know i it wouldn't hurt to just give him a call because we were going to spend the money on an invisible fence yeah now we're going to spend it on a catio um he called me this afternoon and we started chatting and the price he gave me <laughs> kind of made me throw up in my mouth a little bit he said uh i said 
take uh, ten by ten. How how much do you think? Ten by ten. And he said that's a big because I did tell him. I said my husband wants to make sure it's big enough because we have a Savannah cat. I don't even think we have like a ten by ten piece of land in that bed. Regardless, ten by ten. How much do you think? Oh man, max. What's the max price that I would pay? No, no, no. That he would charge. That he would charge. <laughs> see, I don't know. I don't know. Just like, oh, just give a number and I'll tell you what he said. Well, see, I I have knowledge that he wouldn't even take your call. Unless you're willing to spend two grand, yes. right? And that's so, the cost of the invisible fence. And that that's what worried me. I said, ooh, the minimum is two grand. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, what's the top tier price you think he gave me? Oh, shit. $1,000 a square foot. I'll go 10 grand. 12. Holy shit. Are he, you kidding me? He said seven to 12. And I said, thousand? Thousand? And what he say? Yeah, lady. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. So a lot of the things. I will find a general contractor <laughs> to build a fucking chicken coop. So a lot of the things he was saying that cost extra are things yeah. you can do yourself, like put on trim and paint it. It's basically if oh, you want to. Get the fuck well, out of that's here. That's what okay. he said. Is no. he trying to make the Windsor Castle yeah. of like catios? Well, that's what he said is he's like, you know, some people want it to look really, really nice because it is an appendage to their house. That's when it ends up costing seven to $12,000. He no, said no, no, for no. something a little more basic, he said, we can work within your budget. And I. I wanted to say, I don't think you can work within our budget. You should have said, here's my budget. Dude, get the, no, 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 no. I will get. Oh, I know. I, I, I almost go. hung up. I, 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 I'm like $12,000. All you need, it's a glorified. Chicken coop. Chicken coop. I know. I'm going to build a chicken coop. You think I can't find someone in Tucson that can't build me a chicken coop? I I actually really want to take this on myself. I really do because I want to. I, I can buy. Oh boy, this can lead to no good. Well, no. I, so, I see the sparkle in her eyes already. So they sell these catios, and you can kind of merge them together to make them bigger. You and they're like five of them. Yeah, they're like four hundred bucks a piece. Well, is it like a uh, like a uh, hamster? What is it? The the old hamster. Oh, uh... You should have seen my hamster's <laughs> apartment when I was a kid. I had shelves in my room, and each shelf had a different uh, room for my hamster, and they all connected. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, we could get two of these catios. That would be about 800 bucks. Then we got to get either. Holy shit. Listen, I mean, it is what it is. This is fucking stupid. There are people listening to us. We're closing on our house, like, now. So we don't really, we're kind of out of options here. (laughs) I thought about how many of my friends in my orbit Think you're damn crazy. Think I'm well. They've I've known that they they thought I'm crazy. Well, we also know that we're crazy, but they so we're aware. Really, because now they're like, hold on. So this cat stopped you from moving to Hawaii. Yeah, stopped you in your tracks. You were out there. You had a job. job. Yeah, he had he had a job. He had multiple job offers and a job. And this little cat made you turn around and go to Arizona. And now that you're going to Arizona, you are contemplating a seven to ten thousand dollar. Enclosure. Okay, no, we're not contemplating that at all. That that's off the table. But we will build them a catio. I will not spend twelve grand on a catio. I I give my friends the ammo. I give them the ammo to have every thought they have. For about twelve me. grand, that that catio better have indoor plumbing. Like, well, and a, you need and a kitchen. I better have everything. This is like the episode of uh, King of the Hill when Hank Hill had to build Lady Bird a doghouse. <laughs> Because Bobby Hill developed dog allergies. Yes. And he didn't want the dog, you know, so he he built the little Taj Mahal yeah. 
of dog houses, and he made it level. It had gutters on it. It would drain properly. Oh, yeah. Arcadio is going to have a, a two-car garage. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, no. Not if you build it. If if you build it, that son of a bitch going to be lopsided. Shut up. It will not. <laughs> it, it, I am it, handy. I can do it. Put it like this. You know how right now we have to wait for an FHA appraiser to come check out our house to sell it? Yeah. Okay. I don't believe an FHA appraiser would approve and greenlight <laughs> your catio if it was coming to check it out. It's exhausting owning a home. You never think about it when you're saving up for one. You're like, we're going to buy a house. Nobody ever goes, we're going to buy a house and then take care of it. We're going to buy a house and maintain that fucker for the rest of our lives. No one ever says that. You just say, we're going to buy a house and that's the end of it. Then you buy it and you go, oh, fuck. Who's going to maintain this fucking place? From Lisa, findinguspatandaj.com. Thanks for the recommendation. Watch the documentary on the city of Joel. Oh, it's so good. Totally see what you're talking about. I can see both sides. But as a side note, I could never imagine living as a Hasidic Jew. They're too sexist of a religion for me as a woman. That's very true. Kind of interesting. Thank you very much. Chiming in there. Thank you, Lisa. Now, listen up for this. What you watching? So we're what now? We're a year, year and two months into the pandemic? Something like that? We're too far into it. I'm over it. (laughs) Okay, so I know it's already, like, infiltrated mainstream TV. Law and Order has people wearing masks. SNL, as we all know, has done everything they can to stay on the air. Dude, Law & Order has more than just characters wearing masks. One of the entire storylines of the new organized crime series is about stolen COVID-19 vaccines. So it's starting to, like, infiltrate, you know, like our modern culture. It's been around long enough. Uh, On Showtime, there is a new series, or actually a new uh, season of a series called Couples Therapy. And yeah, when did you start watching this? Last year. Was it because, was it what like suggested by no. your grad school program or you no. just decided to watch it? No, although we would suggest stuff to each other all the time and I just didn't have enough hours in the day well, to watch everything. In case you didn't know, Pat just graduated with his master's degree in social work. Yeah. Um, and he his goal, your long-term goal is to become a therapist. Yeah, so. a clinical therapist. So this show is on Showtime. And it is very non-reality, and it's literally just a therapist and her clients. And then you get to also see the therapist and her um, clinical advisor's relationship, which is commonly That's fascinating. Which is commonly referred to as you know your your therapies your therapist therapy, you know. Yeah. But so this show's been around. I didn't know if it would get a season two because I'm like I just didn't hear a lot about it. I didn't feel like anyone was watching it besides mental health professionals um, and people who really are um, celebrating the fact that they're single. I do know a lot of folks. <laughs> who are happily single, watch it, just make themselves feel better about that decision. Um, but it actually got a season two, and it's up on Showtime. They they, they released the entire thing, of course. That's it's how they do it. And um, I'm watching it, and you get to see episode two. Okay. And then it starts with the 
COVID has hit New York. Okay. And then by episode three, it's it's enveloped. And you see the relationship go from face-to-face to Zoom. And you see the therapist talk to her therapist Over about how Zoom, yeah. that's changing the relationship sure. and this and that. And, and you start feeling the pressure of what really was a past trauma. Yeah. I, that's like when, when, when they started measuring things like in a year. They're like, this was one year ago. This was, you know, 11 months ago. It, it, it was almost like reliving a little bit of a trauma. I think we need to really give ourselves some grace with this whole thing um, because uh, same thing. I was listening to Howard Stern this morning. It was an old episode. Yeah. And he did a whole bit about future Robin. And it was Robin a year into the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And this was like early last year. And it was, you know, it was a joke. But listening to it, I'm like, man. This ain't funny. Like we, because she kept saying, "Hey, we're a year into the pandemic, and you're still staying at home." And I was like, "Man, talk about foreshadowing!" And you're right; it was very, it was very triggering to think about it. I um almost wanted to comfort. There were some 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 people being featured on on the show who were there as part of couples therapy. Obviously, that's what it's about, and it's different couples. Like I said, not very flashy, um, but 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 there was one uh, man who was recently sober. And was fighting his way through this. Yes. And they were so early into it, they didn't know what was ahead of them. And it was like, I'm looking back at them, and I just wish I could comfort them. Because you saw them like, I don't know, we're only six weeks in. Who knows Ooh. how long this is going to go? And one works on Broadway, and now there's no more jobs. Oh, so it was very, like, I almost, I'm like, oh, if I could go back in time. Oh, no one, yeah. Know what it felt like? It felt like when I watched... The Real World Chicago, which is a terrible season. <laughs> and the only reason why I watch it, because it was in Chicago. Chicago, yeah. And finally it came to Chicago. But it was a really shitty season. But um, when they like all came to the house day one, they all talked about who they are, this and that. And someone goes, who's celebrating a birthday while we're here? And the one castmate goes, I am September 11th. Oh, no. And I cringed because this was airing. In 2002. Yeah. And this was the real world that was filmed during that tragedy. Yep. So I'm sitting there like, none of them know yet. They don't To know. them, that's going to be a day when they celebrate their castmates' birthday because they're all on a reality show yeah. during it. And I'm like, holy shit. Their Somebody whole, has to tell them. Like, their world's going to collapse yeah. when that's happening. So I felt that same way watching Couples Therapy. It's a great show. I have a friend who is uh, really into it because he's getting divorced and because it's almost a way to look back at things he wishes he could have, sh- you know, could have done, would have done, should have done. And I legitimately, I'm not joking, I have friends watching it and they're thankful that they're single. They are yeah. like, you know, I really contemplated if this, you know, single thing is for me, but I watch this show. <laughs> it's very, it's fascinating. And I've, I've self-admittedly only watched like parts of a couple of episodes with Pat. Yeah, I don't know if like people are going to like it. I feel bad recommending it. Well, um, so you have to be, first of all, kudos to all the couples that have put themselves out there for that show. Yeah. And it's not just heterosexual couples. Oh, There's, it's everybody. It's, yeah. it's everybody. And, you know, you really got to give them a round of applause for putting all their personal shit out there. And can, can I tell you this much? The funniest part about this season, too, is that because normally it's, you know, shot in this, uh, there, and it's in New York City. So the therapist's office, and, 
everyone comes a little judged up. I mean, it's well, they're judged. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not like reality TV where there's a camera in your face, but they know they're going to be well, filmed. Yeah, so why wouldn't you? When you start watching season two and they get to the lockdown. And all of a sudden, it's they're they're only using the film that they're recording from Zoom. Yeah, and it's these couples in these itty bitty New York apartments, moms who all of a sudden now are home with kids all yep. day. Let me guess, uh, the first thing that went was the beauty routine oh, with yeah. everybody. The woman that I Same saw, here, yeah. the the woman I saw in episode one, I didn't even realize it was her in episode three. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, that's how she really looks. I thought about that over the last year. That's how you actually look. When the pandemic started, I stopped wearing eyeliner. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't started wearing eyeliner again. And I have not noticed, by the way. Really? Have not noticed. Because usually, like, when you take a big piece of your beauty routine out, somebody makes a comment, like, are you feeling okay? Are you sick? Because you just don't look. But, you know, that I get that. And I still, we're a year later, and I'm not going back to eyeliner. Now, another reason why you may want to watch uh, couples therapy, at least this second season, again, because it's really interesting with the impact of the pandemic. It's relatable because we all. It's very relatable. I have said that a million times and I'll say it a million more. We are all connected through this. Everybody yeah. is going through it in some way, shape, or form. So it's cathartic. So watching not only, like you say, people all of a sudden now, I don't care about how I look, even no. though I'm going to be on a TV show because I'm so stressed out. Yes. Um, secondly, the weight. You see them, they quickly kind of flash forward a few months because I think the producers figured out that recording the show via Zoom was not going to be a good idea. So they flash forward six months and then the people come in and I'm like, well, you don't look the same now either there, pal, because I think... It's not because of the beauty routine. What is it? I think it's, oh, that's that pandemic 15 you got going on right did there. Did you gain pandemic weight? I did gain pandemic did you? And weight. I don't notice because I live with you and I see you every I day. I gained it and then I lost it when I got back from Hawaii. Shockingly, not when I was in Hawaii because no. I was eating a lot of really good food. And not doing much else. Yeah, yeah and like just eating. And, and sitting on the beach. And that's it. But for some reason, once I've come back, I've gotten my like uh, my food and everything back on track. So I'll I've lost you, a little bit of it. Not all of it, but you know. When I realized I had gained like, pro- not I wouldn't say the pandemic 15, but a solid maybe eight or nine. Yeah, it's a, was the quarantine 15. The quarantine 15. Um, we had, it was like one of the first live events that the radio station booked during last summer and it was on was it it was either on or the day before the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I had really gone out yeah. in public to be around people on purpose. Yeah. And I put on a pair of shorts and oh my God. How'd that go for you? Uh, I was so uncomfortable that entire day. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, they fit, but not well. Yeah. Like they were just, you're like, this isn't how they fit last summer. So I'm, I'm seeing all these people wondering, like, did they notice my quarantine 15? But then sadly I got COVID and lost the weight because See? I lost my appetite for like a month. So uh, not to say I was lucky in that, I, but still I can't imagine what must you be going through mentally to know you're on a reality show yeah and you're so stressed out that you yeah. don't care what you look like you i mean don't you're care already you like weight. you said you're you're already bearing you're vulnerable yeah you're you're letting people into what is a very vulnerable situation i mean the one couple like just to give you an example of how deep this stuff is i mean this one the one couple i was just mesmerized with um, she wants to stop working mm-hmm. and have kids. Yes. And, no, more kids. Or more kids. That's right. And listening to them, because these are just, you know, you realize that couples all have their own unique yeah. problems. 
But it was just, I couldn't stop watching them argue about it. And the funny part about that was, in that case, and you guys can watch season two and you'll know what couple we're talking about, um, he's a lawyer. Okay. And she sells like, well, you're not, um, you're not, uh, uh, proactive enough to uh to be growing your career and your law firm so what's Jeez. funny about that is as guys and it's very toxic masculinity shit but um as guys you feel like you should be a breadwinner it's funny that guys always imagine when you're on the bottom right you imagine like you're being like harped on by your woman because you got a bum job yeah. and you're only living check to check and you always imagine, man, if I had all this money, I bet you this woman would leave me alone. No. Now, no, if you had all that money, she turns into, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you see that situation evolve where it's someone who's like, oh, we have all the money? Great. We need more well, of yeah. all the money. That so, was the that was the one part where I like. If you can please make that happen. I mean, trust me, you have to be comfortable enough to watch the show because I when, when she, he started getting on her about her spending habits saying, hey, if you spent less, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to make more. Like, you're so uncomfortable. <laughs> You just want to run out of the room. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff being dealt with um, that I think is relatable to a lot of people, including addiction issues uh, with, uh, you know, sobriety struggles during the pandemic. Folks who were feeling isolated from their family. There is one person who has family who are out of the country and he was free to go see them. But then guess what he couldn't do? Come back. He couldn't come back. It's a great season. And if you want to catch up on season one, uh, that one's available too on Showtime. And I believe for free streaming on a few apps, you can find it. Uh, It's not, you know, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch celebrity rehab. It's not VH1 Dr. Drew doing some kind of Dr. Phil shit. I wouldn't watch it as much as Pat watches it, but to catch it here and there is fascinating. I'm it's, it's just the beginning. And I trust me, I told AJ about this. I said, when all this, you know, really gives us a full calendar year and it's in our blood, we're going to start seeing the shows about the year that yeah. was. You're going to start seeing the documentaries, and this is just the trickle yep. of this look back on this year and how all this shit has infiltrated our lives. And it's going to be traumatic to watch. It is. It I is, mean, it, it really is, is triggering. I, yeah, and I hate using that word because oh, it's it's become politicized. But, it's, but it's, true. it's It's triggering. And, you know, I've like said to myself in the last few months that we've been underemployed and unemployed, I've said, man, why am I sleeping so much? Like I'm getting more sleep now than ever before. I'm like, maybe it's because we all just went through a traumatic experience. That's something that, uh, the therapist in the show brings up to, to her therapist, uh, is about how the days now have no structure and how everything bleeds and everything's a gray and everything is just kind of, you know, existing. It doesn't doesn't mean you're depressed. Like we were all just going through, through a huge um, like I've been worldwide de- global event. I've been depressed before where all I wanted to do was sleep, and that's yeah. not how I felt. But I'm like, man, I could sleep the day away even though I'm in a fine mood. And why? Because we all just went through a traumatic event. So give yourself an inch. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I, I, I legit, when I saw like one of the couples in those first few weeks, oh. uh, in those lives. And, and you just want to shout at them and they don't know. Oh, I feel bad because they legit are so hopeful. They're like, well, it can't get that bad. Oh, and, and and it can't last that long. And I I mean, they won't stop us. from. I mean, it's just you see like, yep. oh, my goodness, we're in for a long haul. So uh, couples therapy showtime. It's uh, what we're watching. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ.com. 
Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.